The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, I don't know if we've done a conversation that's going to be more helpful than this one today. I really believe that. Well, one of the, I think one of the silent conversations that goes unspoken around cancer and cancer care is the potential impact upon marital relationships. Right, yeah. So our message today, don't let cancer damage your marriage. Absolutely, and, it, and it, because it can. We often talk about cancer being a community disease, and the first community is the, the husband-wife community mm-hmm. relationship that cancer potentially can damage. That's yeah, easy to see. A lot of people know exactly what we're talking about. Well, give us a little outline of where we're headed with this today. Well, we're going to talk about, we have kind of three categories of areas that we want to discuss Uh, and frame this discussion around. First and foremost, we're going to talk about the challenges of having cancer, being a cancer patient, and what goes into that. Then we're going to talk about the impact of cancer and its potential effects upon relationships and marriages. And then, of course, as any good uh, form and discussion should, we're going to offer some potential solutions good. Right. that will allow people to feel hopeful and helpful when we're done with this discussion. Well, I'm anxious to get after this conversation here today, Percy. We'll do that in just a moment. But I want to take a moment and thank our listeners for tuning in on this podcast and our Are you subscribing to the podcast so it comes to you automatically? You can subscribe through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, what we don't want to have happen is anyone doing the hunt and search uh, method, (laughs) that's for sure. So please uh, be encouraged to subscribe. We've made that process very simple and easy on our uh, website and on our homepage. Hit the subscribe button, and uh, we just ask for some very minimum information that will allow you to become part of the growing uh, health, hope, and inspiration family. And a big thank you to those of you who have left reviews at iTunes of our podcast. You have no idea how much that helps as other people listen to what you say and uh, gain benefit from this as well. It helps us to understand, are we really driving down the street that is meaningful for most of our listeners now, some 170,000 subscribers? And more importantly, or as equally as important, to also leave some breadcrumbs for others to follow you and let them know how the show has been beneficial to you with regard to this conversation. Well, just before we get into the meat of our conversation here today, let me point out that everything we're going to talk about, we've put into a resource that we want to put into the hands of our listeners. It's called How Cancer Impacts Relationships. That resource is available right now and will be after the program. It's available at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. .com, and you can download it right now, How Cancer Impacts Relationships. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. I hope you'll visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
Inspiration to us comes from the Word of God, and I know you have a verse of Scripture in mind that's going to precede our conversation. Well, the Bible tells us that man should not eat by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of God's mouth. And so our spiritual nugget for today is found in 1 Corinthians, the 13th, 13th chapter, verses 4 and 7. You know the Scripture, but read along with me. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And of course, we have been taught from the days of Sunday school, uh, Wayne, that again, God is love, the love of God. And so we're going to talk about that as the basis of the discussion, obviously with regard to marriages and relationships. I love that scripture. I really do. It, it really just says it all, doesn't it? It does. It really does. <laughs> well, you said we're going to talk first about some challenges as we talk about cancer and marriage today. So let's talk about a few of those challenges. Well, again, cancer is a community disease. So let's frame this correctly so that we have a correct point of reference. And we've discussed that, uh, and I think I I may have coined that phrase, I don't know, but I've never heard anyone use it uh, previous to the times that I've taught and preached on this subject. And part of the community initially that is directly impacted by a cancer diagnosis is first and foremost the, the marriage relationship, the husband and wife. That's a community. We start right there. Uh, the people that are most uh, intimate related to an individual with cancer is their husband and their wife. And then there can become potentially challenges in hearing or having someone told that they have cancer who is a loved one of yours. First and foremost, dealing with the whole idea of fear and loss. Thinking about cancer, obviously, and hearing cancer, you know, historically, and we've talked about even over the months on this show, uh, that we now have been encouraged to believe that the the uh, death rate of, of a cancer diagnosis has decreased drastically over the last decade. That's fabulous news. And that, so the good news is, is that there is not as many people who potentially are dying from cancer as the days of old were. But the fact of the matter is, when one hears the word cancer, the term cancer, or a diagnosis of cancer, their mind immediately begins to process the thought of the possibility of death and dying. And for a caregiver or a husband or a wife, the thought of the fear of losing their loved one, losing their wife, losing their husband becomes a very tremendous, traumatic, overwhelming feeling that people need to be supported through and help to understand because we can't just leave individuals hanging out there by themselves with that hovering over their head because in many cases, people are processing that uh, in very unique and interesting ways, Wayne. Yeah. And unless you've gone through it, you may not understand that the very real feelings of guilt and shame can enter here as well. Well, then we start cascading down into a, to secondary emotional impacts and effect, uh, effects of what people are experiencing. And so guilt and shame, you know, uh, what did I do? What could I have done differently? You know, uh, maybe even there may have been some areas in one's relationship uh, that, you know, I did not address or I could have done better or I could have been more of. I could have been more loving. I could have been more forgiving. I could have been more patient. Well, people then begin to get flooded with the idea of 
feeling guilty and feeling ashamed about maybe past behavior and right. things that even they may have taken it for granted in their relationship of their marriage. So they begin to start processing and thinking through that. Yeah. In a sense, a cancer diagnosis kind of reveals the weakness that may exist in a marriage, doesn't it? Well, what it does is that we need to think about it from kind of an engineer construction pr- perspective. Cancer is a tremendous weight that, that then gets placed upon one. And that weight begins to put pressure on anything that it sits upon. And if that foundation is a little shaky, mm-hmm. has a crack in it, has something that's not quite stabilized in the foundation, the weight of having cancer begins to expose weak areas in the structure of one's relationship. That's a helpful picture. It really is. What are some of the other challenges that cancer brings to a marriage? Well, obviously, feelings of self-doubt and inadequacy or poor body image. And there's a lot that's been that, that was stated there. But again, let's start with just self-doubt. In many cases, caregivers, husbands or wives, depending on who we are talking about here, uh, begin to really doubt themselves, doubt themselves in terms of, uh, I, I don't know what how I would be able to to respond to this or what to do or how to react. So they doubt themselves. They begin to doubt their own ability uh, because in some cases, maybe they've never been uh, called upon to function in that type of capacity before. So they begin to really have some self-doubt. And then what happens from there is the whole idea of dealing with, in some cases, people struggling with, as we know, some types of cancers uh, can impact body image of the cancer patient. Very, real, real way. Yeah. And in a very real and tangible way. I'm thinking of a particular couple who I know very well from many years ago uh, that I supported. And the wife actually, Wayne, you'll be interested to hear this, basically began to work through a lot of emotional uh, uh, trauma because she had a, mastect- a radical mastectomy. And in her own mind, she began to process, I don't think that I'm going to be enough woman for no. my husband. And so she began to broach different type of very emotional conversations with him. And then he stepped up to the plate and said, listen, uh, you're more than enough woman for me with one breast or no breast. Mm-hmm. Well, she needed to hear that. Yep. But the fact of the matter is that we had someone within a relationship that their relationship was strong and on solid footing that then was able to circle back and reinforce the idea that, you know, body image in that particular context was not a matter of a difference for him or 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 them in their relationship. Yeah, hooray for that husband. Absolutely. <laughs> but again, I've seen just the contrary of that at the end of the day, where I've seen husbands and or wives who basically have admitted that they didn't sign up for this. Young couples, for example, uh, a young uh, wife who basically whose husband had prostate cancer and had some pretty, you know, severe side effects as a result of his surgery and basically said, I didn't sign up for this. I'm a young woman, you know, and vice versa. So, again, this can be that can be very impactful when we talk about body image. It brings so much stress to a marriage. It really does. Uh, Caregiving. uh, How about that? Well, again, at the end of the day, the bottom line here is, is that uh, if you're married to someone or in a relationship as a significant other with someone who has cancer, that person is going to be called upon to do tremendous uh, things from a caregiving perspective, preparing meals, uh, day-to-day chores, housekeeping, uh, washing, uh, you know, uh, financial management, depending on how the relationship has been structured and who did what in the relationship, 
whatever the cancer patient uh, once was doing who may not be able to do those and fulfill those duties, those duties now are going to fall upon that caregiver. And so they're going to have to make a major adjustment with time management, with their own personal time, downtime, their work schedule, if they're still working every day, and figure out how to still maintain their day-to-day life while now becoming a caregiver for a cancer patient. So it's a struggle. Yeah, we'll get to some of the solutions in a moment, but these are the challenges that cancer brings to a marriage. These are good things for us to know about ahead of time so that we can you know, build that strong foundation you spoke of earlier. Well, uh, we want to place this school of thought out here. And again, for the, you know, for the word of faith, uh, you know, theological school of thought here, I am not uh, preaching a negative confession here. But according to the American Cancer Society, one out of every three people are potentially uh, can be diagnosed with cancer at some point in the future. Mm. Now, let's take that number and let's drill down to, to close to home. That means that there, if, if you're sitting at a, 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 the next family function of 30 people sitting at that table, yeah. you know, you start doing the math, that could get close to home pretty quick. That's right. We should now challenge ourselves and each other. And I've done this over the years uh, being in this industry, uh, Wayne, I've really thought about what if I was ever diagnosed with cancer or what if my wife was ever diagnosed with cancer? How would I react? What would I do? I've begun to think about that. I've actually begun to to play that out in my head. I think the point that we're trying to make here is uh, building and uh, making sure that your relationship and your marriage is on strong footing and foundation potentially will help prepare you in the event, God forbid, that you or your loved one is diagnosed with cancer and you're not necessarily being reactive at that point. Well, there are other challenges, and we could spend an entire conversation on each one of them. The financial stress that cancer puts on a marriage. Huge. The relationships with uh, those around our marriage, the uh, strain on children. Intimacy. Intimacy, right. Because of some of the physical limitations that may occur with cancer diagnosis, either temporarily or long-term, a relationship may struggle because it needs to adjust to a new normal. This is why the text and the scripture that we read today is so important, because love will find a way. Yes. The love of God will find a way to work through those challenges. Amen. Well, this is not an exhaustive list, and we could go on with the challenges. I think we all know what the challenges are. Let's talk about the impact of cancer on a marriage. Well, then when we begin to look at, you know, what happens from that, what rolls out of that is that, uh, again, cancer impacts relationships in very real ways. And one of them is changes uh, in independence. You know, independent life becomes deeply intertwined. Becoming a caregiver is an unplanned and unexpected responsibility. And so we have to begin to look at that. Uh, my mom has been taking care of my dad, who's been disabled now for 30 years, literally, day to day in our home. And, you know, because of the lack of the fact that he can't be independent any longer, he needs assistance and help to do certain things. Well, think about that and process that for a minute and how that would change one's daily lifestyle, goings and comings, getting up, going to bed, using the restroom, et cetera, et cetera. We now are talking about potentially individuals who may not be as independent as they once were for a period of time that then requires some adjustment on how, when, and where one will respond and provide support to that within their day-to-day lifestyle. Well, we just mentioned intimacy. That's certainly an impact on on a marriage. It it certainly can be and is an area that we should be willing to address. After all, intimacy is ordained of God. 
Certain types of cancers or the side effects of cancer treatment may impact one's ability to be intimate. It is a reality. Mm -hmm. We need to understand that a cancer diagnosis can potentially change the way a couple enjoys their intimacy with one another. Couples facing this challenge need to think about how they can just adjust and find a new and different way to retain their intimate relationship. Sure. You need to have somebody to sit down and talk with about that. Yeah. Because holding that in is like a pressure cooker. At some point, that can impact one mentally and emotionally. And then that could impact your relationship. It cannot be uh, ignored. You need to dialogue as a husband and wife about that. Absolutely. Any other impact you want to identify? Well, of course, changes in confidence. The fear of loneliness can be very real. I I know of so many cancer uh, caregivers who really struggled through the idea of losing their loved one because at the end of the day, they were really thinking about themselves. And I often say this, death and dying typically is not difficult for cancer patients. Hmm. Death and dying typically is not difficult for a cancer patient. It's difficult for the ki- for those who get left behind. Okay. And particularly long-term relationships. Think of people who've been married 30, 40, 50 years who now are having to come to terms with the fact that I don't have this person mm. who I've literally lived, you know, a quarter or three quarters of my life with now no longer with me. So they really are struggling through the idea of loneliness and separation and in some cases uh, even abandonment because, again, of the the strength of that relationship. They're going to need a lot of support of individuals who are dialed into who they are to help them potentially work through those emotions and lack of loss. Well, Percy, I know your heart is to offer solutions for this problem we've put our finger on here today. And we'll get to those solutions in just a moment. Things that can help your marriage survive cancer. Key things. But the good news is this conversation has been summarized into a resource called How Cancer Impacts Relationships. And that resource is available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can download it. You can print as many copies as you like. You can use it as a dialogue with your husband or wife about what uh, what if in our marriage? So look for it, How Cancer Impacts Relationships at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You know, with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, we've talked about the problem. Let's talk about solutions now. Yeah, we've discussed challenges. We've discussed impact. Now let's give some folks some solutions. And at the end of the day, we want everyone to walk away with some things that will help you to be hopeful and helpful. First and foremost, 
part of this uh, dialogue and discussion needs to make sure that it is built upon the idea that God is your rock and center and that you're going to rely on him and take everything to him. I just recently had dinner with a dear friend of mine from about 18 years, and he was just sharing with me how good, good God is and has been. And he had a terrible health scare. And he talked about the fact how uh he, he doesn't know how anyone could survive any type of a health care crisis without knowing and relying upon that God is at the center of everything and at the center of his relationship and that how he and his wife reaffirmed again their focus on God being the rock. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. Amen. And so uh, before I break off into a song here, we want to just remind people that, again, the solid rock, make sure that your uh, anchor is connected to a solid rock, and in this particular case, the faith and hope of God. So as a solution, we have to start and end right there. Then number two, uh, remove unrealistic expectations from your spouse and let them know that you've done so. And this is very, very important. And again, this is part of the dialogue. This is part of having some discussion. What ifs? You know, um, we uh, interviewed a particular individual on this particular uh, show and who talked about the fact that uh, when he was diagnosed with his cancer, he immediately told his wife that he gave her permission that if and when he died, that she could remarry. She turned around and said to him, oh, no, you don't get off the hook that easy, buddy, <laughs> that I'm not going anywhere. And for her, that was an unrealistic type of thing to consider and think about again. And those could be very different uh, dynamics for each couple. Sit down and have a very open and realistic conversation of expectations yes. of what each of you would expect from each other. And may I add, the time to do all these solutions is before the cancer diagnosis comes to your marriage. And again, I know, and the, the point of health, hope, and inspiration, so I'm going to beat our drum loud and clear here, is that we typically do not talk about cancer in the marketplace and in our personal lives because of the stigma of the effect of cancer. And we want to bring the wall of silence down. Right. So to your point, Wayne, begin to sit down and have frank, open and honest dialogue. About any storm that comes in your marriage. Because again, no one is exempt from the potentiality. Again, according to the American Cancer Society, I want to keep saying it. Reverend McCray, why do you keep giving us those negative uh, numbers? I'm giving you numbers to make you think so that we can be prepared prepared potentially if something should happen to us at the end of the day. One out of three people potentially will be diagnosed with cancer. Potentially that's you and I or a loved one of ours. Let's have some conversation beforehand. Let's be preemptive and so that we don't have to be reactive in ways that we're not prepared. So let's have that conversation. Another key to helping your marriage survive cancer or any storm in your life is to be ready to forgive. Again, a biblical concept True love forgives. True love has gives opportunity to say, I am sorry. Every marital relationship, I'll say this, and I'm going to go on record, and I'll probably get some nasty grams from someone. I don't care <laughs> how long you've been married. I don't care how cute she is. I don't care how you know masculine he is. At some point, you're going to have to forgive your spouse. You're going to have to be willing to uh, uh, allow forgiveness to be yeah. part of a relationship of something that may have been said or done, and that must be central and key to making sure at the end of the day that you are uh, forgiving one another, you are having those conversations. You can't harbor old things. You got to let certain things go and make sure that you restore your marriage or your relationship back around the very foundation of how you became a beneficiary of the grace of God. And that was through his love and forgiveness. 
And I know you believe, Percy, that if a cancer diagnosis is made in a marriage, that's the time for the couple to accept there's a new way of doing life together, new new normalcy. Typically, again, I know we don't like to have this conversation, but we're not going to keep putting our head in the sand. There is potential of a new way of doing, being, and functioning after a cancer diagnosis. Now, we pray for divine healing that every person is going to walk in the front door and walk out exactly the way that they did. Mm-hmm. But typically, in 20-plus years, I've seen more cancer patients, either mentally, emotionally, and certainly physically, who've had to make adjustments. And there is a new normal. So as a couple and in a relationship, be quick to accept the idea of a new normal and that it may be only temporary, but it also can be long term. But let each other off the hook of saying, well, this is not how things used to be. Well, everything can't stay the same. Everything won't necessarily be the same. And that is certainly true with regard to a cancer diagnosis. We're talking about these solutions as keys to helping your marriage survive cancer. Keep going, brother. Yeah. And in that, you know, let's talk about the fact that do not hold your spouse responsible for your fears. And it's an interesting school of thought. And don't let them suffer because of your fears. And part of the whole dynamic of fear is the unknown. And when we are not sure about something, that's where uh, the enemy can utilize and begin to allow the spirit of fear to creep into our hearts. And fear makes us do some very interesting things that act out of character. Mm -hmm. And so when we're able to address that and deal with that, uh, we're not going to hold our spouse responsible for or should not for our fears. And we're not going to allow them to suffer because of our fears. Now, we should talk about our fears Mm -hmm. and and we should be allowed to have discussion about our fears. But we're not going to judge each other and we're not going to condemn each other. And I've seen this happen. I was going to ask you about that. I've seen, uh, quote unquote, you know, faith leaders in particular, uh, pastors and wives that, you know, uh, the pastor uh, berate uh, the wife and vice versa, because I thought you were a man of faith. You know, you know, you've got the faithfulness of God and you, you how dare you be fearful at the bedside? That is not the proper approach at the end of the day. And so let's not do that and particularly not do that to our spouse. But let's not do that to anyone at the end of the day. Another key for marriage to survive cancer is you just have to learn, you're going to have to lean on some other people from time to time. Well, the the entire cancer journey is about understanding that by and large, you can't walk that journey alone, nor should you walk that journey alone. We have biblical precedence that tells us, Matthew 25, that Jesus said that when you saw me naked, hungry, imprisoned, and sick, that if you serviced those individuals, then you did that as unto the least of them that you did this unto me. We have a biblical mandate not to allow anyone to walk or struggle through any uh, distressful scenario alone. And sometimes cancer patients who are very private, who want to keep their cards close to their chest, tend to isolate themselves or vice versa. People who are not sure what to say or do uh, begin to withdraw from individuals. At the end of the day, the cancer journey, and it's one of the reasons why our free uh, cancer care training program is called Our Journey of Hope, not your journey of hope. I'll have more to say about that in a moment. Not a journey of hope our, this is a journey that includes everyone that is surrounded, that individual, and we all need to be equipped and prepared to do so. And then, of course, lastly, uh, focus on the good things, the wins, the little things, whatever you can find. And this is an area for me that I've had to grow and develop in because I'm not a big celebratory guy. I'm a, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. You know, I get up, I go to work, I chop my wood, I go home, I lay down, I call it a day. Uh, in between all of that activity, you're going to have to learn how to basically focus on the good 
good that happened in the midst of what may have challenged you. The wins, even if they're little wins, again, I want to stress to the body of Christ, uh, we should not score this game based upon uh, the big, fantastic, miraculous things that we're looking for. The Bible tells us that one of the great prophets was standing and there was a great wind and a rushing thunder. And the Bible says that God wasn't in that, that it was the still, small voice. In some cases, the little, small things are things to be recognized, noticed, and celebrated. So, again, don't overlook Uh, The small things, the wins, the little things, whatever you can find to celebrate and rally yourself around being uh, encouraged uh, to fight and live another day. Well, this whole conversation today is for all of us who are married, who, who have a spouse that need us. Uh, this isn't just for the the family that has received a cancer diagnosis. This is for all of us as we prepare for any storm in life that comes, including our health. Absolutely. Quite frankly, any of these principles and certainly solutions can be applied to our everyday living and should be applied to our everyday living. They're just enumerated when we begin to put the lens and the filter of cancer and a cancer diagnosis on top of it. So to give your marriage relationship a tune-up, why don't you go online now to healthhopeandinspiration.com and download this resource that we've made available how cancer impacts relationships. Go through this, think deeply about it, and then discuss it as a husband and wife. Don't let it, you know, don't put it in the drawer and forget about it, but discuss it openly with your husband or wife and uh, use it to tune up that relationship that you want to survive anything in life. Absolutely. I would I would challenge everyone listening to this show, uh, and you can do this verbatim depending on your style, you know, sit down with your spouse and say, listen, sweetie, how would you or I act tomorrow If we were told that one of us had cancer to start a conversation and then use some of these speaking points to unpack and begin to dialogue around the fact of being sick, I would take that same challenge with regard to, sweetie, what would happen if I were to die tomorrow? How would you react? How would we react? Sit down and talk with your kids. These are healthy discussions and conversations that prepare us potentially. We are believing for the best, but we also need to prepare for the potential of the worst in our lives. I want to leave time for you to have a final comment in a moment. And I want to return to that scripture that you read earlier, Percy. But you mentioned Our Journey of Hope. This is a terrific program. And an added benefit of this program is the Ministry Leaders Network that's originated with Our Journey of Hope. Correct. With that being said, this is a growing community of individuals, about 28,000 spiritual leaders, lay leaders, uh, international now, uh, within the United States, outside of the United States, that we are in constant contact with minimally on a monthly basis with regard to free resources and a free e-newsletter encouraging you as a spiritual leader or person of faith in your community on how you can support and broach the conversation of cancer, cancer care within your local community and within your local church all providing you a relationship and resources free of charge. So if you are a pastor or a leader in your church, we invite you to join this growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's free to join. When you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources, information about ministry training opportunities, and our monthly informative newsletter, as Percy mentioned. Just visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. Here, here. I want to thank you for this conversation today. I hope and pray it's really going to strengthen some marriages. Well, again, you know, I have hung my reputation on the fact that I'm willing to have conversations, Wayne, that may be a bit uncomfortable in order to really speak to the real issues of our day. 
Certainly cancer, health and wellness is real and important. So thank you for being my partner as we continue to shake the bushes, my friend. Do you want to take us back to that scripture? So again, we close uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. We're talking about marriages. We're talking about relationships. What are true relationships and marriages built upon? Well, love, love, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all, it believes all things, it hopes all things, love endures all things, love never fails. Where would I be? I don't know about you, Wayne. Where would I be without the love of God? Where would any of us be? At the end of the day, we'd be in trouble. Let's continue to work on that in our relationships and in our marriages. Don't forget, go online to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Download how cancer impacts relationships. Percy McCray, thank you, brother, for your time and your help. Hey, bless you, my friend. Hey, keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. And join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.